0: Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technologies for the mid-market with leading SAP HANA experts. Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Ginger, and I'll be your host for this series. Today, I'm super excited about our topic. It's data warehousing for the mid-market, making data more accessible with cloud architecture flexibility. I'm joined by SAP experts Klaus, Peter, Axel, and Amit. Klaus, Peter, and Axel are from our data warehousing team, and Amit is an expert in the mid market space. So, welcome, Klaus, Peter, Axel, and Amit. I'm glad you're here today. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. We're yeah, good. Awesome. Thanks all right. You. All right. Well, let's get started. So, our title today is all about data warehousing. So, Klaus-Peter, you've been around the data warehousing space a long time, we need you to start off by getting us up to speed on current data warehousing trends. What have you seen? What do you expect to see? Just kind of get us started in the right direction, if you would, Klaus-Peter.
1: Yes, Ginger, that's a great question because it really has changed a lot in the past several years so the traditional data warehouse as we knew it like from 10-15 years ago that's not what people are looking for today the landscape has changed with the arrival of data lakes so that big data explosion in different areas um, has has changed the landscape here but as well cloud technology uh, has arrived and uh, provides uh, endless storage, storage capabilities uh, in this area. So we need really this comprehensive data management spanning across systems. Um, so the proliferation of data that that has gone up, right? So there has been a trend like five years, 10 years ago, where people were consolidating data marts and data warehouses into one huge enterprise data warehouse. But in the meantime, so many other places yeah. where data is stored and uh, lots of data is stored has come uh, to to the plate. And so it, the landscape really got more complex. We have to manage that. And uh, also not all data is structured anymore these days, right, we're talking about, um, yeah, semi-structured data like JSON or XML formats, uh, pictures, videos, whatever, right? And so the landscape got really a lot more complicated, and um, that's something we have to address.
0: Okay. So we have an issue of just the data in different locations. You mentioned data lakes, and you mentioned... uh, different multiple data lakes I guess. Does Hadoop come into place with the with the proliferation of data or do we have to deal with that uh or is it just primarily different data lakes in different locations? What are you seeing on the on where the data is residing the difference in that?
1: Yeah, Hadoop is part of that right? That's one place where, where it could sit one form of a data lake. I specifically use the term data lake because yeah Hadoop uh, is basically reduced to HDFS and mm-hmm. uh, um, all the map and reduce things, but that open source ecosystem has evolved also dramatically in the past couple of years. So um, there are there are different um, players now there like Spark and others.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's both the, the all the different locations where the data is and the and the data types, right? It's not just a Tables and columns, it's what videos and and blobs and other things that you mentioned as well, right?
1: You name it, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, so Axel, if we have all these different types of location where the data is, it impacts different data warehousing and also the the very types of data, what kind of tools uh, are available to to model these more complex data warehouses?
2: Thanks for the question, Ginger. So it's important for us to mention that – the old days are gone so we we created an open platform called the hana data management suite of course it's based on hana as our premium database uh, it's an in a memory column store database um, and due to the fact that we want to be attractive also for net new customers who don't have an sap history who are not part of our sap friends and family today um, like who are not running one of our sap products um, the HANA data management suite is the place to go. Mm. Um, the, the HANA data management suite is pretty much a collection of different products and solutions. And we'll make sure that those tools and solutions and also the products interact nicely like on the metadata level. Uh, they, they pop up as loosely coupled tools, but they are deeply integrated based on the common repository, the common metadata. And the tools are SAP HANA, as I mentioned, as our um, in-memory platform. We have a product out there called SAP Data Hub which is uh, attractive for the complete open source world no matter if you're interested in structured semi-structured or unstructured data will give you the ability to model um, objects to derive the relevant information out of those tools and uh, solutions. then we have a modeling tool called SAP, SAP Enterprise Architecture Designer, EAD. So this is a pure modeling tool. Uh, it's being derived out of a product called um, SAP Power Designer. Uh, so the Enterprise Architecture Designer is the next version of Power Designer. It runs fully in cloud environments. Uh, and it gets you the ability to model on different levels. Uh, either it could be uh, conceptual data models, which are attractive for business users to interact with because the business users are not interested to work on table structures uh, following um, primary keys as an example. So they're interested to work on their entities. Uh, And then we have another option in EAD where you can Um, generate out of the conceptual model a physical model which would attract the IT people so this would be the handshake between the business users and the IT people where they can generate a physical data model uh, following different uh, model objectives uh, like data vault on dimensional modeling or any type of model you like Um, so there would be the handshake within the modeling tool which is from a project streamlining process Um, a nice way to streamline uh, the interaction between the business users and the IT users. So this is Enterprise Architecture Designer, and then last but not least, we have our uh, Big Data Services offering, it's called SAP Big Data Services, it's our uh, Hadoop uh, Management Infrastructure Service, and all of those components interact nicely within the HANA Data Management Suite. Hmm. So having said that, this is our platform offering, really attractive also for the net new customers, The reason why it's so attractive is you don't need to be trained on SAP specifics uh, due to the fact that we're focusing on modeling tools, we're focusing on database like HANA, we're focusing on well let's get some unstructured data into the the system and get the relevant structured data out of that. So this is something relevant you're running today on, on a Hadoop environment using different engines. Uh, and then we have our own um, Hadoop infrastructure where we'll help you to manage your cluster uh, where we know that you know it could be time consuming, could be also expensive to manage a large uh, cluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it's attractive. So we're attracting the people uh, not in the SAP space so they can reuse the information and the knowledge they got in their current environment. They can take it with them and bring that into the HANA data management, HANA data management suite environment.
0: Okay, yeah. We had another session talking about EA Designer with uh, Matt Creason, who talked about, just like you did, you know, it's a nice blueprint, how you have the business analyst and can hand it over, right, to do the uh, more physical model to the IT world. And then we had a, another one where uh, some folks discussed uh, the data hub within the context of intelligent data. So I'm really glad that that, that you brought that up. So all that exactly. falls within our HANA data management suite. So you can take these tools and like you said, you don't have to really understand uh, SAP application systems because at this point we're working on the modeling. Is that correct? Is that Did I get that right?
2: Yeah, so we're actually uh, working on the design, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to get a design in place for Data Warehouse, uh, we're using a proposing Enterprise Architecture Designer as the modeling tool. Mm-hmm. It's not a prerequisite, so you don't need to follow the recommendation. You can also do the modeling straight within our uh, development environment. But we're kind of proposing to use the modeling tools as the number of objects you want to create within such type of application might increase, so it would be nice to have a modeling tool, a pure modeling tool in place, because will will help you on a data lineage or impact analysis topics. so this will help you to manage large scale of uh, data models. Um, Out of the Enterprise Architecture Designer, you can run an export of the data models, which is in a way compatible between our on-premises offering and our cloud offering. So the message is uh, once you're an enterprise architecture designer and you have a model ready, You can get it exported, you can bring the models uh, straight into a Git repository or into a local zip file as you like. But the models, the files you're going to generate, they're compatible between our on-premises solution offering and also our cloud offering. So you don't need to decide up front if this model should be deployed in an on-premises fashion or in cloud. You can take the model as it has been generated and you can start uh, like within an on-premises fashion. Uh, and once you decide well i'm going to build this uh, model in a cloud environment you can clone the branch from the git repository or import the the zip file into our cloud offering on sap cloud platform Uh, and the build and the editors work exactly the same as uh, in the on-premises fashion okay so that's the beauty on EAD. so next will be you know EAD is the design, right? And then once you wanna further detail like the calculation views or the table definition or the NDSO, uh, you can also take the exported objects from the EAD um, and bring them into our uh, development environment, which is called the web IDE, the web-based integrated development environment. So this is a fully browser-based environment. There's no local installation required on the modeling tools. Um, you just log on to your web browser, we will give you a URL which connects you to the Web IDE, and all the graphical editors are in there. Uh, we have Git integration as well, so you can take the files you previously exported from the EAD um, and clone the branch into the Web IDE project and further um, develop the f- uh, modeled objects. Uh, like if you have a calculation views, model, and EAD, mm-hmm. you can further detail the uh, calculation view in the, in the Web IDE editor. Everything we'll do is we'll update the file, right, the file content, um, which helps you to, uh, to keep track on all the changes. So this is design and develop. Um, next step will be the deploy, so to bring the stuff to the database. Uh, Or bring the UI to the database because within the develop, you can also focus on our UI5 implementation, which is our uh, library to build web-based applications. You can also in WebIDE create your uh, Java uh, applications. So the front ends, you know, it's up up to your need because in in the WebIDE, pretty much every engine uh, has this calcul. It's, it's graphical editor within the Web IDE, so this is our one and only place. Web IDE is exactly the same for our on-premises uh, offering and also for our cloud-based offering. So design, develop, and deploy. So deploy to bring everything to the database or to the application layer, and then last but not least is the run mode. So every time you want to bring in some data, uh, we have tools available within our product called Data Warehousing Foundation. We have objects in there like uh, a task chain, so this is uh, how you want to sequence the execution or parallelize the execution of uh, of your procedures, of your data movement processes, which is um, our smart data integration uh, Mm -hmm. flow graphs. and we'll also provide you a data warehouse monitor so this is an external app uh, which is relevant for the administrators because we want to prevent the admins to log on to the web ide to apply some changes so that's why we offer uh, a separate application called data warehouse monitor this is relevant for the admins to execute the task chain, to monitor the task chains, and also in case of error situations, to drill down to the details and then further communicate this back to development or operations. So it's a full stack, Uh, it's an open stack. This is the important topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also integrate with DevOps um, operations here, which is also attractive for new hires who don't have an SAP uh, background. So, due to the fact uh this is an that this is an open platform uh you can bring in new hires, could be also professionals uh who just gr- graduated from university because mm-hmm. this is a known topic and for those who have been in the data warehouse space since uh, since quite a while, they can reuse their knowledge because data modeling is a known topic and if you're good at modeling like data vault as an example, you can take that knowledge and bring that with you. Uh, We have, as I mentioned before, a a modeling tool like EA Designer, uh, but we can also work with other modeling tools where the existing model link tools might just need to be uh, trained to export uh, file definitions compatible to our um, XSA or Cloud Foundry stack.
0: Okay, that's really exciting, the fact that these tools are, you know, open platform and I can bring the skills that I have. I have the ability to hire either... People that already know data warehousing are either uh, people that have just graduated early talent from university uh, and that these tools cover everything from model to de- uh, building, deployment and running. So that's that's cool. That's exciting. All right. I want to kind of shift a little bit and uh, I meet. Are you still out there? I haven't talked to you yet. You still there, buddy. Pretty much. Hello there, Andrew. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That's good. <laughs> so, you know, we have Klaus, Peter, and Axel who have been in the data warehousing space and are experts in that area. Uh, and you're our expert. You know, you focus on our mid-market business in, in EMEA. So if, yep. you can, if you can tell us a little bit about what are you seeing around the data warehousing uh, needs specifically for the mid-market? What are you seeing there?
3: All right, so, so let, me, let me give you a bit of a macro perspective on the mid-market space, all right? Uh, now, mid-market is probably by far, as everyone knows, it's, it's the most exciting space, right? Because if you realize um, the requirements and needs of the mid-market space is, is as good or bad as enterprise space, all right? I mean, they are equally sophisticated, all right? Probably what they lack is the scale, All right. And also from the, uh, you know, business aspirations that they have, business ambition that they have, um, you know, they are looking at scale from a mid to long term perspective. All right. That's one. Okay, now, as most of you have seen the recent IDC study on, you know, majority of the mid-market firms around the world, okay, they have not been able to use data effectively, all right. Now, having said that, majority of the mid-market firms now have understood the concept of digital transformation and, you know, they have, in a way, understood that they've simplified digital transformation to the extent that they know that if they really have to get Um, an insight or intelligence into, um, uh, you know, into their businesses, they need to look at data, all right? Data is the place where they will, you know, potentially find answers to their, you know, business critical questions. But having said that, do they currently have the information or data sitting at one place, you know, which they can just sort of dig into and get answers? Probably not, all right? And that's where we, as I say, come into picture and, you know, where we try and help them. To uh, to make that whole process te- technologically, you know, easier and and simplify that, you know, that's what um, you know. Axel and Klaus Peter, you know, just just talked about. Okay, now they also have the need to treat um, uh, the treat the data as they would treat other assets. All right, because they know that along with other assets, data is one of the key components which would sort of help them, you know, achieve that growth, uh, you know, that they're looking at. All right, now we, as we know, and this is what uh, has come out from from the study that we did with IDC, is only one third of the mid-market enterprises, you know, use business intelligence as of now, all right? And just 17% of the mid-markets around the world, you know, has has something called as a defined data management strategy per se, all right? So having said that, uh, you know, though they know the importance of data, are they ready for it? Not yet. All right. Mm -hmm. And and there could be multiple challenges, right? Um, Which could, you know, complicate the effective um, adoption of data management from that perspective, you know. A few of them could be around security policy, around, you know, the budget constraints, because, you know, I mean, these are like small companies. I mean, sometimes, you know, they are just startups and, you know, they're, uh, focus areas from uh, from budgeting perspective and from a business point of view are are not so much from a, uh, on the on the technology. All right, I mean they 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 want technology to be enable enabler to help them take their business to the to the next level. All right, um, one another important aspect would be data knowledge itself. You know, not knowing where the data resides i mean are they do they have right pockets of data where they can sort of dig into and get that get that intelligence out all right the other could be lack of talent all right or or lack of human resources who can help them uh, derive the best out of, you know, what data can offer, all right? And then you have, of course, the technological aspects, technology aspects, including the networking, the bandwidth, you know, data ownership issues, and so on and so forth. And, you know, now, as we step into a more a compliance era, we see a lot of stuff um, around GDPR and, uh, you know, where they need to address all the compliance-related stuff as well, okay? Mm-hmm. So so these are some of the challenges, um, you know, that the mid-market is currently facing all right and they have right now Uh, but then I think a lot of these challenges also pose a lot of opportunities for us in terms of not just helping them address that opportunity but helping them or handhold them to uh, for for us to help them grow and you know take it to the future. So I think uh, it's quite an exciting state uh, stage that we are in, and we can only get better, um, you know, um, when, I, when I look at this, you know, relationship, not as a vendor and a customer, but then, you know, as a true partnership. All right?
0: Yeah, I really liked what you said about how they, you know, this, I think this is true for mid-market and others really uh, understanding and realizing how important the data is as an asset. I was at a, yeah. Gartner Data and Analytics Conference earlier this year, and there one of the uh, experts there has written a book about data management, but he basically says, you know, if you had to declare your data on the financial, on your fi- yearly financials, he said that's how important it is. We don't do that, right? It's not declared, but yet data is the most important assets that company has that's not declared on any financial statement. I thought that was kind of interesting. And, and I think I think you brought up that point well, right? The lack of, uh, and then you said some, some of these companies don't even have a, a strategy for data management. And I think it's just, it, it goes in with, with what Klaus, Peter, and Axel were saying earlier. The, the kinds of data we have to handle now are in so many different locations and so complex that it really is kind of hard to get a handle and really see that data is your own most important asset and how can you really use this and how can you use data warehousing to to really understand the data out there. So th- those are great points. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up.
3: Just to add on to that, I think uh, you know uh, just as an extension of what you just uh, what you just said right now, I think I think the answer lies in looking at. Um, you know, looking at organizing this data, you know, more sanely, right? Mm-hmm. And the only answer to that, I think, is the platform approach. All right, I think that's the key. If if these, I mean, if these organizations are really now when they are setting up data policies and you know they are setting up, you know. Uh, data models and data lakes and stuff, you know, that Klaus Peter as well talked about, you know, this will, you know, really help them to, uh, to to look at, you know, data to really solve their business problems on a, um, you know, on an immediate basis.
0: Mm-hmm. And, so, then, and then
3: invest incrementally.
0: So what are you seeing? I mean, are you seeing uh, an uptake in the mid-market market for things like um, our data warehousing solutions. you see, a, you see a trend moving to the cloud? Do you think that people are wanting to stay on premise? Or, you know, we just talked about how we have the tools to manage from, from model all, all the way to deploy. And we also have these open tools. I don't think we get credit for, right? Axel was just yeah. saying that we can take someone that's a new hire out of college or someone with data warehousing, and and then these tools are open, right? You don't have to have 10 years of, of, of SAP expertise. So where, where do you see the mid-market going as for moving to the cloud more or staying on-premise, or how do you see our tools fitting in there?
3: I think cloud is definitely the way to go, all right? Now, if you look at, you know, of market to market, I mean, there are markets where, you know, because of the local um, – you know, the way they consume technology, I mean, they would, they would be more averse to adopting cloud as a, as a technology. But even in those markets, I think cloud is really picking up, you know, uh, quite hugely, especially in the mid market space where these guys are quite smart. They don't have a baggage. They don't have a legacy. All right. So they are all out to use all these, um, you know, all these paper use and cloud technologies um, as they ramp up. Their business. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, if you look at our cloud platform itself is a uh, is a great example. Right. Uh, Especially from a mid market perspective, because, you know, they can use uh, the services as needed. All right. Uh, Building what's needed today and expanding as you move towards the future. So Mm -hmm. invest in it right now and then move incrementally. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, While many of our SAP customers are currently using, you know, on premise environments, even in the mid market space, I would say more and more innovation and processing happens in the cloud and they are aware of it. All right, like I said, you know, um, I mean, they have their own way of simplifying all these complex jargons and, um, uh, you know, technologies that we talk about. I mean, like I said, digital transformation, there's been so much of, you know, confusion around that, but then, you know, they pretty much have simplified the definition of digital transformation to their own liking, saying that it's a way of looking at business problem within the data that lies within your own company and the related data that lies within the open space. All right. Mm -hmm. So SAP's cloud platform uh, is our platform as a service, you know, which is becoming more and more popular with with a lot of SAP mid-market customers. Both those both of those which are running SAP applications and those, you know, also other who are exploring, um, you know, brand new use cases, which are quite niche to their industry. Okay. Without the more traditional SAP applications in their landscapes. All right. Now, the services that we offer uh, in the cloud platform could uh, essentially range from uh, SQL data warehousing, uh, you know, that that was already discussed uh, today, uh, to development, to collaboration, to master data management, quality, all those services. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's picking up fairly well in my view.
0: Yeah. That's the way to that's the way to go. Yeah. I know we had some sessions earlier that talked about some of the Master Data Quality Service. That's an area that I cover in the different services and how they're picking up in the mid-market. So, Klaus-Peter. Yeah, go ahead. Hey,
2: Ginger. I have one one more comment um, on the the section before. So, based on the HANA Data Management Suite, um, we're also offering, like, industry data models. So, Mm. this is, you know, the nice integration, what I mentioned before. So, this is kind of the kickstart for – for a lot of customers as you know, those models are based on the open standards. So they can take the tools to reuse the models and adjust them and build them on the database. We're also inviting partners to join our effort to bring their models to the open platform because then other companies can participate based on those offerings. So oh, yeah
0: yeah, that makes It's sense. a nice way
2: to attract, you know, customers but also the SAP lines of business also targeting to to bring their models to this platform.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, uh Klaus Peter, I want us to go into a little bit more detail about our specific data warehousing offering. We've talked about the tools with the HDMS, the Hana data management suite that we have. We've talked about we have stuff that's on the cloud platform and or on-premise. So Could you talk a little bit about what our SQL data warehousing offer is a little bit and just uh, update us on there, please?
1: Absolutely, Ginger. So the beauty of the platform what we have here is that you can start small and that's really targeting also especially the mid-market, right? You don't have to start with a huge enterprise data warehouse project. You could start with a small data-driven application Right? And build it from there, or just build multiple of those data driven applications on our platform. And the real beauty of it is it doesn't matter where you want to deploy it, it's all the same tools, what Axel described earlier and if you stay if you want to stay on premise for the reasons Amit mentioned some people have security concerns or other legal concerns uh, they could start on premise or they could e- immediately also start in the cloud or change the deployment at any time uh, so the artifacts and the way you model and deploy things is exactly the same on premise as it is in the cloud and it's addressing also, something which Axel and, and Amit mentioned, right? So people don't want to wait for for years to have a, a project implemented, right? So lots of people are looking for agile development. Let the let the people in the business and the IT folks work together. Uh, implement agile development methodologies. Um, DevOps is a term often used in the past few years, right? So that development and operations come together already in the development process and uh, have a yeah better or faster time to market to uh, address these uh, reduced development times because the business as I mentioned doesn't want to wait for a year to have something implemented so um, divide and conquer uh, a huge project into smaller chunks and uh, deliver uh, with a shortened lead time, those different versions or new functionalities relatively often
0: mm-hmm.
1: compared to previously, when when there was probably one one new version or one new iteration a year or maybe two a year. Um, companies like Amazon, even on their own uh, shop website, they, they deploy uh, new features uh, on their production environment twice a minute. So, people don't have to go there that fast and that often but this shows a little bit where the whole software development is going and we now bring this to our tool set so we enable our customers to use these methodologies with the tools Axel mentioned to implement Uh, Also, data warehouse or data-driven applications in a a DevOps style, and that's really attractive to the market. We just came from TechEd last week, and uh, we had lots of great discussions. People are excited about these new opportunities. So that's that's a great offering.
0: So I can deploy this on-premise or uh, or in the cloud. So how would I get going with that. Uh, would there be a trial that I would do that's cloud only or a trial that would allow me to do the tools and deploy both? Or what What? What would I do? This is to both of you guys, Axel and Klaus-Peter.
2: To really help customers or net new customers to start and find out, uh, we put together um, an offering uh, from our cloud application library, the Cal offering, which is a pre-configured system uh, based out of uh, HANA uh, on-premises. Mm-hmm. We have our application layer stack on top, XS Advanced. Uh, we have the Data Warehousing Foundation products installed on it, and we also have Enterprise Architecture Designer uh, con- fully configured. So, um, you can um, decide how you want to get this deployed. It uh, could be either in an um, AWS environment, uh, in an Azure environment, or a Google Cloud platform. Um, the license, it's like the SAP licenses, they are for free. Uh, you only need to make sure to cover um your hosting partners' costs, like your uh, cloud hosting partners' costs. Mm-hmm. But the SAP software you know is, is free um during um the, the trial. Uh for this trial there are two different options. We have a developer option, which is unlimited from the runtime. But the limitation is um you're not allowed to run customer um demos on the developer uh license or run systems on the uh, developer license so this is more for the developers for ongoing development um, open like uh, open end without any limitations but um, with the restrictions i mentioned mm-hmm. uh, and the other flavor is a, a pure trial so this is there for the duration of 30 days Um, And this is open for any demo. um, And you can also convert this trial into a permanent license so that you can take what you created and keep the system up and running and convert it into a real HANA license, which makes the system, um, the previous trial version, your, your real system of usage into, into your custom environment. Mm. So those are the two, two offerings to get you um, a jump start on using the technology. We also have a number of recordings out there. Uh, we have uh, recordings related to the SAP HANA Academy focused on Data Warehousing Foundation. So you find a number of recordings in there with the specifics to Data Warehousing Foundation like modeling entities called the native data store objects, which is not known to the SQL world, but we took that from our ABAP stack. But this is an offering which um, includes request management, which includes um, rollback capabilities of previous data loads, uh, which also um, includes um, a delta data processing to connected uh, objects. So it's, um, it's something uh, easy to be configured if you're using the NDSO. If you want to do that with your um, native um, SQL capabilities, you, you can still do that, but um, it's way more complex. Uh, I think it's, it's relevant for everybody interested to have a look at the um, HANA Academy um data Writing foundation channel recordings uh and you'll find other tools in there like our our data tiering solution which also runs on the same platform which gives gives you the ability to offload some data into big data services as an example mm-hmm. uh, but also in other uh, storage locations without changing your pure model so i think it's relevant to have a look uh, and then on top of that one we also have um a full day in life uh, related to Big Data Warehousing, Uh, so another set of recordings also related to the HANA Academy and it's called the HANA Academy Big Data
1: Warehousing. Yes, one more link we will share Um, here is a a blog where we put together all the relevant information, so blogs, links to the HANA Academy, uh, to other videos, uh, first guidance papers, you name it all the different things with relevance to the SQL data warehouse offering, so we call it the landing page, and uh, there's a URL uh, at the end here which which points you there, so you get always the latest and greatest information linked together from that landing page.
0: Okay, so you guys keep that landing page up to date with the latest and greatest? Yes. Okay. And uh, speaking of links, Amit will share the IDC study. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you, Klaus, Peter, Axel, and Amit for joining me here for our Let's Talk Data series. And uh, I hope you guys will enjoy this one and will join us on another recording. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ginger.